So welcome to another episode of the Peak and Flow podcast. My name is Dave Nixon, and this is the first podcast of this this iteration. There's been a few iterations where I've got a lovely guest, um, not just online because actually in person. In person, it's nice to be here. Jenna <laughs> Louise. <laughs> so nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's uh, it's been really lovely to reconnect with you, even though it was never a disconnect, but a reconnect mm. with you. Uh, it, really in the last couple of months more than anything um, I saw you and I've known you for many years um, since 2015 right 14 15? 14 or 15 been 14 yeah. yeah so it's it's coming on well that'd be nine years that's so, crazy yeah so it would have only been we, we've moved into the gym here um, like March 2013 so it would have been yeah, pretty right. early on then yeah, yeah. um and then uh, many different paths from there. However, I saw a, a little post where you injured your foot and you were, you were like, if I may, <laughs> oh my God, guys, guys. Actually, actually. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. <laughs> and knowing you well enough, I was like, I'd love for you to come to one of the retreats. Mm. And... Um, the I actually look back on <laughs> I look back on the last couple of messages and they were they were left I think I was left on red so I was like ah, really yeah oh, I'm the worst yeah. I'm I think it was left on busy maybe busy, okay let's call it busy yeah. left on busy yeah so um, but it was in reference to a couple of other bits and pieces but I, I saw that and I was like I think um, if you're ready or open I don't really know what the right word yeah. is um, then you're probably going to really enjoy yes this retreat. Um, and since then, I think it's been, and the t- same with my team, Jamie and, and Megan, and mm. I, they've been w- talking and working with you as well. Um, it's really been lovely having, and I, I think this is for myself, like a mature energy back into that space. Yeah. Um, I mean, a mature youthfulness, maybe. Oh, I like mm. the youthfulness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, play is extremely important. Even yes. Dr. Huberman told me that was important. There you go. So, um, so that's why I have a PlayStation. Oh. It makes sense. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I'm a PlayStation fan. Are you? Yeah, but I can only play for very short periods of time because I get bored easy. Right. Yeah, holding my attention is a challenge. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> no, there's definitely games that would pay a lot of money to hold your attention. Yeah. But look, either yeah. way, it's like anyway. I said, it's been great to yeah. reconnect with you. Yeah. Um, especially, I guess, and that's where I think this conversation, I wrote down a note of time in the industry, but it's not just that. And I said to you earlier, um, there's a difference between 10 years experience and one year experience 10 times. Mm. Um, and so if you were to look at when we first met, let's say 10, let's call it 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and what's changed since then, that's, I think, what's going to be really healthy for this discussion. But before we get into that, yes, some people may not know who you are. Oh, you're going to ask me. You're going to ask me the question that I dread, aren't you? What's your spirit animal? Oh, <laughs> I actually don't officially know what the spirit animal is, but I want to say horse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm so drawn to horses. I don't know. There's something so magical. I know that's a very cliche word to, to pair with a horse, but um, there is something so so magical and so spiritual and just so beautiful, I guess, about a horse that I resonate with so well. There you go. Um, but I don't ride horses. No, well, you'd be riding yourself. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> Tongue tasting itself. Well, 
And this is what I absolutely love back in my life is Dave's humour. Playful. <laughs> or playful, Nick yeah. Huberman told me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yes, Sorry. you will have to do a, a slight yes. introduction. But, but you as a human, not, this is where mm. I think it can get a little bit confusing sometimes. Yeah, it's what like, do you oh, do? My name's Dave and I did this and I did that and this is what I do. It's just like, Jenna, outside of all that, Yeah. Um, tell me about you. Okay, it's really hard to know where to start, but so, <laughs> I came out of my mom. And I <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that isn't the right question. Maybe it's like, given where you are now, yeah. um, what do you do with your day and, and, and what's important to you? Yeah, my days are so different. Every day is different for me yeah. um, in terms of the structure of my day because, um, like I said before, holding attention is a challenge for me and I like to keep things um, exciting and new and but also still have some bare bones um, that I'm able to come back to myself and so self has been a huge focus for me over the last year and a half you know five years but most um, specifically the last year and a half um, and yeah so my days look different every day but at the same time my mornings and my evenings are relatively the same. So I have like some pretty strict structure around my mornings and my evenings. Um, and the mornings because they prime my day and the evenings because it primes me for my next day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, my days are generally around uh, training is my priority. You know, I have to get up and train every morning. That's just for me, my mind um, and my mind state. And then... I move into whatever I have on that day. That could be photo shoots, it could be filming, it could be consulting to a number of the gyms that I consult to. Uh, I, yeah, gosh, it's hard because I have so many. It's really I spread my energy across so many different facets of the health and fitness industry. Yeah, and you've done a, a really different approach, right? Mm. Um, compared to the standard approach of, which is very similar to me, of like becoming a PT doing personal training yeah, and then moving into the space where you work now, which is predominantly online, but also in the the delivery of, I guess, two bricks and mortar yes. rather than the operation of bricks and mortar. Yes. Um, is a completely different role within that health and fitness space. Um, and it's, it's really interesting um, and I'm not sure, let me know about your experience with this, you may not get it as much, especially if you've got clearly like a, a decent following, I said, in the sense of attention, right? Mm. Whereas people are like, oh, you're a PT. And I'm like, uh, sort of. And it's not nothing wrong with being a personal trainer. Yeah. It's just not really what I do. But yeah. but it's easy to say, yeah, sure, that's, I, I work It's a in part of, mm. you know. I mean, for me, that's definitely my answer. It's like people ask me, do I, do I coach? I'm like, well, yes, I do. I do still coach. Um, but there's different facets to how I coach and who I coach and, and how I deliver my coaching. Um, so for me, majority of it is online and I have my own training and nutrition, um, platform. Um, so I do still coach in that sense, but majority of that is in the online space. And then I somewhat, I mean, I would call it consulting rather than coaching, um, coaches. Yep. So, um, in order to educate them and to get them to be better coaches and, um, yeah, just to realise that for themselves more than anything. So I try to guide and and facilitate rather than telling them this is how you be a better coach. Yeah. So the the interesting, like I mentioned, then is like become a PT, um, be a successful PT, mm. shift to online, be successful online, 
and then move to coaching coaches. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. not a clean transition. And yeah. The the role that you play within the industry now, that from what I can see, it was never it was not the um, beaten path. No. And so for you then, going through that, like, what was it like going through those transitions, not knowing the future? Oh, so it was actually such a challenge um, initially because I haven't always been full-time in the industry. So I spent 13 years in the government in a job that I really didn't like. Um, but I always knew in myself that I wanted to be full-time, full-time, whatever that looks like for people. For me, it's completely different to what it might look like for right. somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I wanted my majority of my career to be within the health and fitness industry, not sitting behind a desk and working in the government. Uh, however, at the time I was in a relationship that sort of didn't allow me to sort of move outside of that. So then, you, you know, I had to take a bit of a risky leap of faith <laughs> um, and basically got to a point where I had just left everything that I ever knew and moved to Sydney just to pursue my career full time in the fitness industry. Um, so call it recklessness. I don't know, but I, I've never regretted that taking that course, step yeah. because it's allowed it. Well, first of all, gave me an opportunity to grow so much. Um, it challenged me incredibly personally and also with my career. I never doubted that I could make it work because I knew I could make it work. Like that's what I had something to prove at that point. I had something to prove yeah. because I was told for so long that being in the fitness industry was not a career and I couldn't make a career out of it and all that sort of stuff. So in a sense, at that point, I had something to prove. Sure. Yeah. Which also fueled my success, Yeah, you know. Um, but now uh, I think the transition from, you know, leaving the government into the fitness industry, it, w it was happened within a week. And I had already had, um, I'd already had history of being in the industry because I'd I played with it for for years while I was in the government, yeah. um, and I built a community while I was in the government. I was I was studying. I was in the government. I was um, running my dog grooming business at the same time, <laughs> and and then I took long service leave from the government so I could um, study fitness, and I did that full time in my long service leave. I actually, got my. Um, the opportunity to study my fitness certificates as a result of winning the Oxygen Magazine CoverGirl competition. Mm, yeah. Because yes, at that time it was so expensive. It was like seven grand or something like that. The to be certs. Able, Yeah, to get your certs, like master certification. Through AIF? Yes. At the time? Yes. Yeah. AIF were through the roof. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And so that was one of the prizes that yeah, right. came as a result of, and that's why I went. Awesome, hey? Yeah, well, that's why I went into the competition because I'm like, I know I need to be in the fitness industry and this is my in. And the, I entered the oxygen comp two years in a row. First year I got in the top five and I didn't get it and I was really bummed out about it. And I know I should be proud about being in the top five, sure. But sure. <laughs> I wanted number one. And so I went again and I won the next year, which was great because then it gave me the opportunity to um, gain my certifications. The best three months of my at that stage of my life because it gave me an opportunity to feel what it was like to be doing what I loved every single day. Yeah, right. Um, and how, how long ago was that? God, that was, um, like, gosh, but like 11, 11 years ago. Like, like 2012. Yeah, like early, 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 yeah. early days. Um, but it was beautiful. It was so nice. And then I did further study, like nutrition and all that sort of stuff after it. And, um, 
yeah, and then I I did work as a PT for a period of time, but then I didn't I didn't spend too much time coaching face to face. I then moved pretty much straight online, especially when I moved from the government to Sydney. Straight away, I went online. Didn't do any face to face at that point. Um, I built the structure to get online and um, started coaching that way, which I found was really cool. Um, and it was a completely new realm for me. Um, but since then, it's just been, you know, I've been able to build an audience. Um, I've also grown as a human and as a soul. And um, I've gained so much more respect for, you know, myself and just the physical being. And um, I don't know, like a spiritual side, if you want to say. Like I've, de- I've definitely delved deeper into the spiritual side, of, which has allowed me to apply a different angle to my coaching and to life in general. Um, so one thing that has been consistent though is the flow. So I've always been in a state of allowing. I've never really pushed back on anything. I've just been open and curious about anything and everything and um, non-reactive really as much as I possibly could. Um, And yeah, I think everything for me has just naturally flowed and came to come to me at the right timing and I think there's so much beauty in that um so yeah I don't don't know if I've answered your question but it's okay it's 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 a lovely guideline right of like the transition yeah because it's not clean it's far from clean yeah and which is the cleanest way to do it yes yeah but I think that the once I I don't know there was definitely a point where I I released the pressure okay. of okay well I'm not I, I I put a lot of pressure on myself because I wasn't structuring my business or my career the typical way. Yeah. And so for me that was a huge transition for me to to take a step back and go okay your career looks like this and that's okay. It doesn't have to look like anybody else's. And since doing that, the weight off my shoulders has been so amazing. Um, How long ago was that? Like I'd have to say about six years ago. Yeah, okay. Um, But I will say, and I I mentioned this earlier, the last year and a half have been, I've had a profound shift in all areas of my life, like all areas. (laughs) And so what was the, the leverage on that thing? What instigated that shift? Last um, my separation with my um, right. ex. And so the reason I think I've had such a profound shift is because I've never been by myself. I was waiting for that, yeah. Never have I yeah. ever been by myself. So I left home at 17. I moved in with a boyfriend at that time. I married him. We separated and then I moved in with another person partner and we were there so I had two like two major relationships seven year relationships and then the most recent one which is um not so recent now um that was six years and that was um very character building that was a very different type of relationship for me and um extremely character building beautiful soul like he has a beautiful soul um but for me it was just such a challenge to be in that relationship and then eventually um, we decided that it was best to part ways and it was so scary for me. And that's why I held on for so long because I was so fearful. 
so fearful of being alone and not I I didn't even know if how to do it like I didn't know how to live by myself I didn't know how to um I just couldn't see it I couldn't vision it Mm. and I can see everything like generally I can I can see my future yeah um and that was something that I really struggled with so when we did separate I moved straight straight away pretty much like within a week I found a place in the Shire in um Sydney and got an apartment talk about a downgrade one bedroom place where I'm used to like four or five bedrooms (laughs) Um, I had to leave my dogs I left my my obviously my partner at the time Um, and we found uh, comfort in one another still because we were going through the same thing Um, but at the same time there was still a point that I had to save because I knew for myself I had to make a change we need to we need to completely separate for me to be able to take this transition and to take it seriously and for me to be okay um and so we did that and um I would have to say it took a good solid three months (laughs) for me to feel any type of normality when I moved like to when I moved to Sydney it was a week or so before I, I found a training community. So it didn't take me long to find that, which was such a huge help for me. Um, and now they're, they're legitimately like my most favorite people to hang around, you know, this community that I train with the yard gym. And like, I've met so many beautiful people um, on the back of that as well. Um, I actually have friends. They're not friends of anybody else's. They're my friends. And so there's so much magic has happened for, from putting myself out of that, comfort into the discomfort of you know facing my fears um and then um i i did find the night times really hard the night times were the biggest challenge for me and i i always you know i didn't want to be at home i stayed out for as long as i could and then basically by the time i got home i'd eat and go to bed and then everything should be fine um but i don't know so what was your lesson in that the lesson was I, I needed to face the fear of, of being alone. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I'm still learning from that. I'm still, I'm still doing the work. Like I love being alone now. So to the point where I'm like, I think I like being alone a little bit too much now. <laughs> so I'm worried, how do I invite somebody into my life? Yeah. Um, so that's, ch- that's going to be my next challenge, I think. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's been so much work that I've been able to, to do and to dive into um, based off my own decisions to to help myself and my past trauma, my childhood, my upbringing, um, to understand myself, to love myself. Yeah. And so just out, out of doing that and facing a fear, so much beauty has come from it. Yeah. Um, and still... Yeah, the, the fear, I mean, this, it's an interesting concept, right? Because fear will usually point to, um, like fear doesn't exist outside of us. Yeah. And so fear is usually pointing to something. And, and like there's different types of fear. Like there's there's a bear in my house kind of fear. Yeah. Um, which is not, that's not very rational here in Canberra. Yeah, so, no. <laughs> whereas in Canada, that might be a little bit more rational. Yeah. But there's, there's that kind of fear. But then there's a fear of like, what if I'm alone? And I relate to that. Like yeah. I grew up three older sisters, um, family of six, mm. and then their parents split when I was 10 so then it was my mum and I down the coast with her partners who she didn't have the the most uh, gentleman 
choice of men. Mm. There's a whole other conversation that, but I've talked about it at length. But um, point there being was then I struggled to be alone a lot throughout my, especially my 20s. Yeah. And it came to the point where I was like, and that's where I relate to what you're sharing. It's just like, I actually remember one time I had a bad breakup and then uh, I was absolutely um, kicked to the gutter. Um, and, uh, you know, there's more details of that, but it's it, it, it was what it was. But then I was like, you know, I'd be a really good boyfriend. I just remember thinking this and like, you know, I would do all these things. And then I had this thought and the thought that came up to me was, uh, right now, would I date myself? And I had a visceral reaction of like, oh, no. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, oh, no. Right. Maybe I That's... need to ask us all that. Yeah. So, oh. well, 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 at that time, right, it was like, okay, I'm yeah. I'm choosing to be around these people because, not because I want them around. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be by myself. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. And so, you know, the term the dark night of the soul is an exceptionally important term. Yeah. And uh, it can sometimes be fall into the category of, like too feminine or same same with like self-love or whatever. Self-love yeah. at its core is self-acceptance. Yeah. That is absolutely at its core. Self-love is not massages. Self-love is is not having a nice warm bath mm. or buying a little thing online. Like it's 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 fundamentally what's behind the intention of all the actions we do every single day. Yeah. And so it, it comes down to self-acceptance, which is which is human, neither masculine nor feminine. And then looking at the dark night of the soul is simply am I willing to uh, walk down a path that doesn't have a clear, f- a, a clear path, a clear mm. future, um, and learn to trust myself down that path, regardless. Um, and like I learned this in business, where early on in business, I really trusted my business partner because I didn't trust myself. Yeah. Then later in business, I trusted my business partner because I trusted myself. Yeah. Same thing, different intention, and, it, and it's massive. Yeah. Uh, but that dark night of the soul especially for individuals that uh, may really struggle with the idea of being by themselves yeah, is foundational for, for facing what is really a condition upon worth um, at its core. Very true. Mm. Very true. I'm so thankful I did that work though. Well, it's sort of like... <laughs> yeah, I the work sits there anyway, it just piles up. So it's just like you do paperwork. Exactly what it did. Yeah. Exactly. I have God, I spent the majority of my life avoiding it. Yeah. So And so how does that feed now into your career? Now career like mm. here's when I say the word career in that sense as well, I and this is how I wear it, it's that it's my body of work. Yeah. It's not really separate it's not separate to who I am. Yeah. It's a body of work that I put together and put forward. Yes. I, I get to stand on the shoulders of giants in order to do so. So when I use the word career, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, for me, I trust myself more than I trust any, anybody, right? So, but I, it hasn't always been that way. I've, I've, up until I, a year and a half ago, did not trust myself. Sure. Like I trusted other people because I didn't trust myself. And I don't know if that's even the right word, but I... I'm not sure how to put it, but I think it was more that I just didn't know if I had myself, but now I know I've got myself. Gotcha. Like I have got myself and I am 
a person of my word. So if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And I'll only do something if it feels right for me, if, the, if it energetically feels right for me at a soul level. Like I need, I know if something is yay or nay for me. Um, and if it's no, then I'm, I'm absolutely not going anywhere near it. Um, so now my days are intentional. You know, I, I, I get up and yeah, maybe um, they don't look the same every day, which is fine, but it's, I live my life through intention and through flow. And yes, I do have things that I need to tick off in my day to day, but I just allow, like I'm more allowing. I have a level of awareness that I just allow what happens what comes to come. And does that mean that you didn't have that before? I did not. Right. I did not because I was somewhat being guided, um, pressured is probably a better word, to perform at a different level to what I felt was right for me. By who? My partner. Partner, right, yep. okay, yeah. So by, by other. Yes, yep. by other, yes. Yep. And not through the, um, in, not through like ill intention or anything no. like that, just, you know, maybe them thinking that was helping me. Yeah. But in a sense, I needed to help myself. Sure. Um, and I needed to have a level of connection with myself that I knew what I was, you know, knew that what I was capable of. Now I do know. Like I know so much about myself that ha- that helps me in my everyday life, that helps me in my career and helps me in my delivery to, you know, engage in, in with other humans and to give me a level of confidence to speak about what I, I know, what I know and how to educate people and... Um, also, you know, energy is a massive. And when you say energy, how are energy, you, yeah. what are you, like, I, I, I can gauge what I mean when I say energy, right? And with people in relation to people. Yeah. How, how, how do you, um, how do you use that word and how do you know? I try not to use the word energy mm. because I try, I don't, don't try. I just, I just do. Okay. And so just by being just by being around people feel something okay. from what they've from the feedback that they've given me yep. they feel a certain way oh i see what you're saying yeah, yeah. so actual energy <laughs> i'm care- i'm trying to be careful of my words because well, it literally is calibrating <laughs> yes because right? otherwise yes. it's because it's, it's a really interesting concept and i think it's exceptionally important yeah yet the difficulty is that sometimes and this is what i find that words like energy or intuition or things like that can be skimmed across and so many people are using it but they're meaning different things yes whereas clearly there's energy yes that's not even a question whatsoever at all Mm -hmm. um and so it's the kind of thing where it's like i've listened to people talk about reading people's energy yeah and then they go to explain it but what they're actually referring to is their gut feeling on previous experiences laid over someone mm-hmm. which is very different to how the next person may use yes it, right? yes and so it's literally going and, and sometimes people don't ask the question how are you using that it's like yeah. well, fuck, how am i using that how mm. do i know um but it's important and it exists uh and so it's a kind of thing there of like you know um when when for you you and read might not be the right word. I think what I'm hearing is feeling. Yes. When you feel somebody in that space, yeah. Um, how do you know? Yeah. And that and that's another. I guess that's another element to the to whole energetic and feeling and all that sort of stuff is that when you are with other energetic beings, um, you transmute your energies and you. It's up to that person to 
to determine that energy however they determine sure, it, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's hard or to, it, it, yeah. it, or observe it, yes. And so for me, I find that that's what I'm really good at doing is observing. Okay. And so I, I, I feel and if I, I can't just rely on that feeling alone to give me what that person might be trying to put across, for instance. Yeah. Um, this is really hard to explain. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, like that's the beauty of it. Hey? Yeah, it's so hard to explain. But I think the best, I think the, the way I do my best work is just by being, hmm. by being there and not trying to yeah. do anything. Like I'm just there and I serve a purpose sure. when I'm in, and maybe I don't at, in some cases, maybe I don't and that's okay. Well, it's, it's a, such a freeing concept, right? Yeah. It's like to somebody we won't, which yes. is fine. Like that's, yeah. that's neither here nor there. Yes. And that actually allows that person to have meaning that there is no purpose in my presence or whatever the case might be, or they layer a previous experience over yes. me or you or whoever today as if that's now. Yeah. Right. So, um, but, but I think there's awareness in, in that. So I feel that I'm very aware of what's, what's being, um, not accepted, what's being well received yeah. and, um, and what's not. So that I think there's just a, that level of self-awareness in just being yeah, and being able to feel that, mm. read it. So the, look, I, I didn't ask you an easy question. But it's it's an important one. Yeah. Um. the The interesting thing, because I absolutely re- relate to what you sh- what you're sharing, right? And one of the things that I've learned to do, um, through, I would say trial and error, but it's error and trial. Yeah. <laughs> um, is to hold the tension. Yeah. And so what what that means for me is to be like, okay, something feels off here. I'm gonna engage with it and be like, hey, I've just noticed this. What you know. Is it, a is everything all right? Is there yeah. something you want to discuss? You know what's going on with this? Who hurt you? Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. How, how deep you want to go? But in that sort of circumstance and being like holding the tension has been a fundamental shift in how I communicate, how mm-hmm. I relate, how I um, coach. And when I say coach, to the on the gym floor to some degree, yeah. There's a there's a yes to that, but in what's called developmental coaching, which is fundamentally coaching to people's structure of mind. Yeah. Right? And so an example of that in a coaching conversation is asking somebody, well, here's a behavior that they don't like. Um, and so what's the positive intention behind that behavior? And they go, oh, well, I don't know. Mm. It's like, like I said to you before about listening, it's yeah. just like, I just won't say anything. I don't respond. Well, I don't know either, mate. You're here for you, not me. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to guess. I'm not saying that. But I really enjoy that about you. Mm. And just hold the space of the yeah. person because it's them. Yes, and so um, and that's the, that's acceptance. Space is acceptance. Yeah, and the the beautiful thing around holding that tension allows, it, let's say for example, my I'm going to use the term general terms. My energy is off for whatever mm-hmm. reason, and then you know, let's say as an example, you go, "Hey, notice this. What's going on?" Yeah, not from a sense of concern. Yeah, from a sense of care. Yeah. Um, and then just leave it. And I'm like, and if I was to respond, it's like, no, I'm fine. Okay. Yes. If, if you say you're fine, okay. Now, the person can absolutely hold a position of like, I, I, and I, <laughs> I go, me, I'll go, uh, 
I, I don't I don't believe you, but I'm okay with being wrong. Yeah. I may not say that specifically, but I'm absolutely okay with being wrong. But I'm going to hold a position. And I'm completely okay with that position being wrong because the truth will come out regardless. Which yeah. It, neither here nor there. But the ability to be able to go, hey, I've noticed this. Um, are you okay? Yeah. As opposed to why are you doing that? And now that you're addressing that, that's absolutely what I do. Yeah. Um, and I find it challenging not to. Yeah. Because if I feel that somebody's energy is off, that's on me though. And I, I'm very aware of that. that when that, you say it's on you, what that do you mean? My interpretation of gotcha. their energy yeah. is on me. Well, it's also like the term in coaching like is calibrating. Yes. Okay. And it's just like, it's like, hey, I've noticed this. And they could be like, oh, sorry. I fucking don't know if I left the oven on. Yeah. And you're like, right. Yes. Then, then this individual doesn't go off in their own head about, well, this happened, that happened. Yeah, well, that's this. right. It's just a calibration. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy that level of communication though. Like, I think that's what I, what I dislike about communication is uh, when people ask you, and I, I understand why people ask this way, but we've been so conditioned to it, but how are you or what's new? Nothing drives me more crazy. So may I offer mm. <laughs> what's new? Just like, have you got a time frame? Yes. that's like, <laughs> Questions are so beautiful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, what's new? It's like, I mean, like, have you got a particular area in my life that you're curious? Like socks? That's like, what are you... literally my answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. well, depends. Um, wh- what do you want to know? <laughs> I can tell you what's old. I still hate that fucking question. <laughs> yes. So that's not new. Uh, it's so challenging because I my, my true self wants to answer it wholeheartedly and completely. But, you know, that person does not want to stand there for a couple of hours, right? Like maybe, that, maybe, or maybe not. I, I once going to be like, how much time you got? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Just stay here. I'm yeah. going to get a box of tissues. <laughs> come back. And right. I mean, and that's not in a negative sense at all. Like, it, it I, so much positive stuff happens in my life. But how much do you want to know? You know? Yeah. The highs and the lows and everything in between. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, that was another tangent. I don't know where I, I went off on a tangent. Well, I mean, like, it's, it's still coming back to talking around energy and understanding mm. that and it the, the one of the I suppose values that I've chosen to uphold for me is going there's a lot of value to energy there's a lot mm. of value to uh, how we make meaning there's a lot of value to um, self-love there's a lot of value to compassion like all these things that are relatively can and you go further that way they can really fall under sort of uh, esoteric concepts. Yeah. How do we ground that? How do we make it actually practical? How can it be both? Because it is both. Mm. And so that's something where it's like, well, with energy, yeah, I, 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 I won't deny it. Yeah. Um, uh, even if I did, it wouldn't matter because it still exists. Yeah. And so, so how how do we interpret that? And how do we calibrate that? And how do we acknowledge the other individual that that has their their sense of energy and ourselves all at the same time? And so. The beauty of that, and I think I mentioned this at the retreat you're at, mm. where I talked about what's called a pre-post fallacy, and so what that's really speaking to in general terms, there's um, pre-rational, rational, and post-rational, yeah. or, or, or pre-modern, modern, post-modern, yeah. and these aren't just um, collective terms of uh, people think. It, it is literally how we develop as a 
individual um, through childhood through the adult development. And modern's really speaking to factual, scientific mm. data. That's really what we're looking at with modern. Whereas pre-modern can sometimes sound very much like post-modern, which is this, uh, or post-post-modern really, but which is this idea of like, spirit exists. So science may not be able to ground it, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yet sometimes the pre-modern concepts sound post-modern and those pre-modern can be quite mythological, quite abstract, quite esoteric and there's beautiful lessons in it but it sometimes might lose the capacity to actually talk about it in detail yeah. and ground it in examples as yeah. well. And so how do we get these really important concepts that are true and undeniable um, and then and, and ground it into something that's practical and useful for any other person? And speaking on the same lines of the base retreat, that being away with you guys for that retreat was i i don't know i felt like i have a sense of you know i always want to continue to grow and and to evolve and you know naturally that's going to happen um but i just have this hunger in me to continue to to dive deep um whether that's in me or out help me understand this existence um whatever you might want to call it um it gave me something I didn't expect. Well, many things I didn't expect, but more so it was, uh, there was a few things. One I, we spoke about before, um, and I mentioned on the Moments seminar last, not last night, night before, that um, I found a beauty in the silence. <laughs> and I've never been that person to be silent like I'm, I'm quite an energetic person like as in like I'm, I'm an excitable character majority of the time um but what that has being away with you guys on the base retreat sort of gave me an opportunity to challenge why do I feel like I need to project all the time and help people and be the first to break the silence because nobody else is talking. So here I'm going to break the awkward silence and just sit in the silence. For me, I, that was a huge challenge, Yeah, yeah. but I embraced it. I think I embraced it. <laughs> um, and from going like from coming home from that, I've applied that to my life now and I'm okay with being silent. Like I'm okay with sitting in a room of people and not being the first one to speak for instance because i think that i have something to say and they have you know they have to listen um and that it might help but sometimes it's all the help that they might need is just an ear like i said to you before um so that was one of the beautiful um outcomes that i received from being on a base retreat and then the other one that stood out for me was i guess um I don't want to say understanding humans because it's not it, but it's sort of given me an opportunity to hear. Again, this is sort of relating to the um, the silence, but to hear others. Yeah. To actually hear them. Yeah. And it's not about me. It's like not about me. It's not always about me. 
And it sounds really egotistical for me to say that, you know, I think everything is about me because generally I don't think that. Sure. But uh, it was really nice to be able to sit back and hear, mm. to listen and hear. Yeah. Um, which sort of helped me see other people in a completely different light. Yeah. And, and coupling that with learning to really, so listening for what people are saying, what people are not saying. Yes. Right. And then having structures and that's the grounding that I used before of like, how, how do we actually put what people are, what, what they're saying, communicating, thinking into yes. actual structures, not to go that equals that. Yes. But to have something to be able to interpret them better with. Yeah. Um, so there is a shared meaning, shared value, shared experience as opposed to you said this, so that means that to me, so that means that to you, and I'm just going to layer that over what you're saying. Yeah. And that's where I, in that example, get in the way of, of actually seeing you, for you and, and what you're saying um, and, and and what the intention, like what's on behalf of what you're sharing, right? yeah. or what you're not sharing, what's that on behalf of? Yeah. And so we're starting to get past the words um, and using that as a... Um, as really like a ladder to climbing to a, a high level of understanding. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so there's a beautiful quote um, and each time I hear it, I understand it deeper. And the quote is so simple. It reads, uh, we're all just walking each other home. <laughs> yeah. And what that's really speaking to is home is the, the, the essence of within without all the loudness of our structures of how we you know, we call them ego structures I'm not using ego in any negative mm. term neutral but our personality structures so home is is that we have a personal essence which is an integration of personality into into being but if that's home then and we're walking each other there it means that there's a constant opportunity with every single person that we interact with including ourselves to be able to see the structures that are stopping us from being home, right? Yeah. And so the ability to to walk each other home is absolutely both beautiful and profound. Yeah. And, um, something that I, uh, when I do remember, it helps ground me into the step that I'm taking today. Well, that is, um, that hits home for me because I've, again, another thing that I've been able to take home is that yes, I was curious before, but from the base retreat, I've realized just how curious I am about like not putting labels on anything. So I'm just, I literally am just so curious about everything, but more so just in um, interaction with people. I'm so curious and I, I now do not label anybody, whether I know them or not, like, if you're a stranger or if you're a friend, like it's just being still being able to be curious um, has absolutely impacted my last uh, month or so, month and a half since being home um, and just engaging with people. Uh, but curiosity is fun. And except for youthful as well. <laughs> yes, yes, totally. Now, speaking of youthful, I think you have to go pick up a couple of youths. I do. Yes. <laughs> they have their book week. They have their book week. Yeah, so they dressed up as one of May May. She dressed up as one of the characters from Harry Potter. Don't ask me. No, Girl, I, I, I've never seen Harry Potter. Neither. Um, Did you say Harry Potter? <laughs> Did I? Oh, no, no, no. Good. Harry oh, God, stop it. I yeah. did not. Okay. And if I did it, I just did. And that's fine. Yeah, don't Google it though. 
No. No. <laughs> um, and then my eldest niece, Matilda, dressed up as Alvin from the Chipmunks. Right. Chipmunks. That they, one I can relate yeah, to. Yeah, yes. Very cool outfits. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I have to go pick them up. Yeah. yeah. Exactly and then drive home to Sydney. Not as exciting, though, as yeah. <laughs> her weekend of sport this weekend, I saw. Oh, she's an that athlete. that AFL grand final? Yes, on Sunday. She's got an AFL grand final. Tomorrow's her final game of... Rep netball. Yeah. Um, she plays a few fa- federations, but don't ask me exactly cool. what they are. And then she made into ACT athletics. Lovely. Oh my God. I uh, I grew up playing AFL, so that hits home yeah, for right. me. And let her know that uh, as soon as that ball bounces, or in that case, it actually gets thrown up. Yes. That's her ball. It's no one oh, else's. Okay. So if someone else holds her ball, they have to give it back. Oh and my so gosh. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> if you have some tenacity, as soon as you step onto that white line, over that white line. Oh, my gosh. That's this my wall. Give it back to me. Oh, my gosh. This is gold. Okay. Yeah. I will let her yeah, know that. She's know. my everything. So yeah, she's yeah. great. Yeah. So, Jenna, Amazing. it's been lovely having you on. I'm sure I'll, I'll next time you're in Canberra. Same yes. Deal. I'll get back on the mic. Um, but uh, the speaking of retreats, there is a chance you might be at the next one. Yes. In September. Otherwise, yeah. the next one's in Feb. And then level two is in April. We have dates. I haven't given them to you yet. Oh. So, we've got dates. Okay. Let's chat. For both of them. Oh, but, my God. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in, as always. Yes, thank as, you. As always. Always. As always. <laughs> yeah, I always it's suck It's great at, that like, you're back on the mic. Up. I know. I've I've enjoyed being back on. I really yeah. have. And I got some really lovely messages, actually, recently. Um, yeah, because you're just made for it. You're so good. And, yeah, you. I come back to – I mean, I'm so curious about everything that you have to say. Um, you're such a knowledgeable man. Um, but also having a long-term relationship – with you friendship with you has just been so amazing being able to see where you where you were when we first met to now and like back on the mic is just so great yeah personality is so good thank you i appreciate that (laughs) it's um yeah it feels uh it feels and these conversations is what i'm referring to as well it feels like a nice pair of comfy old boots yeah good so (laughs) love you thanks for having on thank Uh, you thanks for coming on i always suck at signing this up please <laughs> like subscribe and also you Tap can it. download my ebook i don't have an ebook <laughs> you don't uh, how do you not have an ebook you've got a book you know i've okay. written plenty of ebooks so i'm like all right okay let's take that execution what was i doing all right yeah okay. all right all right, all right. <laughs> thanks team Peace and pizza thank you see you soon